Welcome back to this wetted mess because life requires a lot of paper towels. This is Trish. I'll be your guide through the mess today. Mark is uh, Mark is out earning a living, bringing home the bacon. the The kids are back in the school building where they belong. Thank goodness. More about that later. This is episode three of season two. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And hey, you can also keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram. Hoping everyone had a great weekend. I'm loving today because I am back to recording. You ever, like, people that live in houses that have multiple floors, like we have two floors. Do you ever like celebrate when you remember everything you're going to need when you like go downstairs or go upstairs like yay look at me remembering stuff it it's a whole thing I mean you you have to go up back upstairs or back downstairs to get whatever and you're sweating and you're out of breath and like you're sitting there kind of mentally trying to decide okay how bad do I really need whatever it is I record upstairs and I don't want to be out of breath and and when I'm sweaty, I'm pissed. So I don't want to get on here all pissy because I forgot my binder or something. <laughs> so so yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Well, Prime Day has come and gone. It's all wrapped up. So Walmart and Target also got in on the action. Walmart had like a, I think it was a Monday through Friday sale. And Amazon's, of course, we know was Tuesday and Wednesday. And I believe Target went right alongside them with a Tuesday, Wednesday sale as well. I'm wondering if anybody got any really great deals. I kind of perused. I, I browsed around to see if there was anything that might tickle my fancy. But anything I was possibly interested in, it was like four bucks off. I was like, well, this, eh." and I'm not ready. I'm not mentally prepared to start Christmas shopping yet. So I'm just going to do what I do, which is wait for the Black Friday cyber shopping sales and go to town then. But I do love me some prime. So if you got any good deals, holla, let me know what you got. And if it was a really good savings. Oh, you guys, masks. Masks are evolving. It's quite terrifying, in fact. They, they've started coming out with these masks with, like, clear over-the-mouth part so you can see your mouth moving, which in some instances I think is really a good thing. If you're a, a teacher, I think that's a good thing, especially with young, young kids. But for the general population, it's like... It, it just kind of adds another level of confusion for me. Like, okay, you're wearing a mask, but I can see your mouth. And I don't know if you're still not brushing your teeth because you're wearing a mask and you forgot that it's clear and I can see your teeth now. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, and then I saw this really weird one. <laughs> it's, it's a mask for when you're eating. And so it's a mask and it's hooked to this cord and you push this button with your finger and the ma- and the mask separates at your mouth when you push this button so you can eat. 
Okay, first of all, I don't think that that is going to hold up well. That's we're going to get some germs leaking through that through that crevice, right? I mean, like even if you're not don't have it open, it there's there's going to be a crevice because any things don't always they don't seal like they do brand new. So, I'm just thinking that's that's number 1. Number 2, how do you wash this thing? And number three, stupid. It's just stupid. Like, oh, boy. Some restaurants are like, okay, put on a mask on your way to the table and while you're sitting at the table. And then when you're eating your food, you can lift it up or take it off for that bite. But, like, if you pause and stop for a minute, we need you to put your mask back on. What? That? No, thank you. I will be taking my business somewhere else. That's ludicrous. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So we just need to stop with the mask. <laughs> we need to stop reimagining masks. Okay, folks? Let's just kick her down a notch, okay? We're good with what we have. Everything's fine. I have quite a legit question. Am I, I'm 39, soon to be 40, Am I too old for fake eyelashes? Okay, see, here's the thing. I am not usually a fan of anything fake. Uh, fake tans, fake hair, fake lips, nails. I don't, because th- I'm just sitting there thinking, for me, if I do anything that is artificial, it's obviously, it's going to be to impress someone or to look really, really nice or something like that. In my experience, when I've done something like that, Whatever it is decides to fall off, disintegrate, just de facto, okay? If I go out with a fake tan on, I'm guaranteed going to leave orange everywhere I go. If I go out with fake nails on, those things are popping off as soon as someone looks my way. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And so the last thing I want to do is try some eyelashes because I think they're kind of cute. And I'm realizing that I never really thought I had a problem with my eyelashes, but compared to all these full-lidded beauties out here, I'm looking kind of sparse. And I'm just talking a nice, subtle, natural-looking, you know, nice little, oh, cute, like, believable, okay? Not going for snuffleupagus. Some of these chicks, wow, I don't even understand how they can get their eyes open. They're so long. And if they wore glasses, there's no way. I mean, they would just be like like brushing their glasses all day with their, I don't know. But I guess they would have clean glasses. I, I don't know. But I'm just wondering if there's like a cutoff age where, no, mm, you better leave this to the younger girls. I don't know. And the magnetic ones are the ones that I'm most interested in. Because, I mean, that just seems like a cool... in. in ingenuous uh okay it sounds like a good idea somebody was smart that came up with that to have the eyeliner that goes on and there's like magnets in it and then it attaches to the eyelash if you like these if you're around 40 if you found a good one like a good brand or whatever please let me know because I'm super legit interested in I wonder if it's like a slippery slope though. Like like if you find some and <laughs> you're like, "Oh, these are cute." And then 
And then you, oh, well, what if, what if I go up to the next level? Because I've noticed they the packs come with, like, normal, and then it's, like, extra, and then it's, like, snuffleupagus, and then it's ice scraper brush. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I bet it would be, like, super easy to kind of get carried away and be like oh well let me just if this looks good let me see what this one looks like and then and then you've gone that far and that one looks normal so then you just keep stepping up until somebody who hasn't seen you in a week is like good god what take her down ease off the lashes I don't know I'm so bad I'm just not into any of that stuff I don't understand makeup anymore it (sighs) with being at home with kids for 10 years I (laughs) have not had a need for anything extra to keep track of or or keep on my body that doesn't belong there. I don't know. It's just something new I'm I'm tossing around. So we'll I'll keep you posted. How about that? You guys, I was so upset with myself last week. I realized that I was talking about Halloween and I totally did not play Halloween music. So I had to be sure to do it this week for you. <laughs> this is this is what a perfectionist I am. Even though the moment is gone, I have to let you know that it was in it was intended. I just messed up. And so it's in my nature to now apologize and draw way big amounts of attention to it that did not need to be there. <laughs> this has been your recovering perfectionist PSA. Okay. So anyway, anybody ready for Halloween? We decided since we weren't really sure what was locally going to be happening or not happening that uh, we were not going to purchase costumes. My son is going to work. We got him a Halloween shirt. So because school, even if they don't go trick or treating or anything like they're going to have a dress up situation day at school so I didn't want them to feel left out so my son is going to just be wearing a Halloween shirt uh, with like some jeans or whatever and then my daughter uh, she did she actually I give her credit she decided she (laughs) okay original thought I'm very proud of her she decided on a little homemade outfit she's going to be a little devil and she's like mommy I have a red dress I have a black shirt to go underneath and I have black leggings and I'm going to be a little devil and I was like oh well that's so cute so I ordered her some a little devil horn headband which this girl does not wear headbands ever she complains every time and as I was buying it I was like I just probably a waste of money but I went ahead and I did it and then I told her later after the fact I was like by the way I ordered you a headband and if you don't wear it I'm gonna be super ticked that I wasted the money for and she's like okay mom I'll wear it well, and I was going to ask her, and I honestly, I forgot to ask her before I submitted the order. And so after the fact, I threatened her. Oh, God, what a good mom I am. Okay. As we dive deeper into the story, I ask her, I say, okay, her room, she's just a mess. It's hers, who she is. I love her, but this is this is part of her that I don't enjoy. So her room is always a mess. Her closet and her clothes are always a mess. She can never find anything, and a, a lot of times her clothes are mixed in with her toys and stuff. It is it it oh my gosh, drives me up a wall. So I say I need you to go find 
a plain black long sleeve shirt and plain black leggings so that I know if I really need to order these or not. Okay. She comes down in a black shirt, but it's not the kind of shirt you can wear under a dress. I say, nope, that's not going to cut it. Do you have anything else that's black and long sleeved and plain? No. She says, no. Okay, I will order a shirt. Leggings. Do you have any of those? Yes. I say, show me. She comes down. She has leggings on. They have like a hot pink uh, thread up the seam, like up the side. I'm like, no, honey, plain black leggings. Oh, then no. Okay. I'll order those. At this point, I could have just ordered the costume. I'm spending the same amount of money. (sighs) Later on this day, I'm in her room because she was instructed to clean it. And I open her closet door. I start finding all these clothes in boxes and on the floor. Okay, it's a mess. So I start to hang them up. Lo and behold, I look up and right in my face is a long sleeve plain black layering tea. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? (sighs) Stuff like that irks me to death because I have gone through the trouble. Like I have preemptively thought through the process of what you're going to do based on what I ask you to do. I am trying to think for the both of us. I put all this effort into it and then it like it slaps me in the face. Oh, so takes off. Headbands on the way and the other order. Actually, the store I ordered it from, I had a coupon. So the problem is, is that I may or may not receive it before Halloween dress day. So that indeed was a scary time. That was the wrong sound. (laughs) It indeed was a scary time. Moving on. I'm not in the early years, like the early mom phase anymore, where my kids are, you know, three, four, five, six. I've got, you know, an an eight and a 10-year-old. They go to school, and that is such a relief. But I remember in those early years when they were here 24-7, and it being so hard, and just that, Oh my gosh, people call it a season, and I get that, like why they do that, but it feels like, okay, this is not a season, this is reality, and it's a long one, and let's not call it a chapter, let's not trivialize it, it's, it's, this is here to stay, it's every day, wake up, go to bed, it's the same, never going away, I, I can read a book, I can change the chapter pretty quickly, but I, this is not going anywhere, in those times, I just really remember never feeling like enough and just there was because there was always chaos and it was like, how do I manage the chaos and am I doing enough, spend quality time and, and, you know, just feeling torn, you know, between giving your kids the attention they need and keeping up with the house, any, any you time you can grab, just a 24 seven, like power struggle. It's so exhausting to, to stay at home parents. It is so hard. Well, I was reminded of these feelings uh, this week because we had fall break and my kids were home for three days and I couldn't concentrate on one thing. I couldn't form a complete thought without being interrupted or somebody needing something or someone screaming or a dog barking or something. Like, I just can't concentrate with them around. Maybe it's my ADHD side coming out. I I don't know, but 
it is incredibly difficult. There is a reason for the five and a half months they were home during this summer and quarantine combo. I didn't get a freaking thing done. And it was just easier to sleep and say, well, whatever. (laughs) I'll resume with life and my plans when y'all are out. And I don't love that about myself. It's not like I'm okay with thinking that, but I don't know how to manage. I don't. And I was cracking up to myself because of all that Zen crap I was talking about, like the last two episodes. Oh, I've just found a balance. And okay, I find balance sometimes. It's not all the time. But I was just laughing at myself because I'm like, that went out the window as soon as they were home again. See, they were on my turf. They were on my time. I have things to do when they're at school. And they were home. But guess what? I still had things to do. And that ticked me off because they were on my turf. You see, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. You feel me? And this is fall break part one. I don't remember having 10 fall breaks, but I know for a fact they had like three winter breaks last year and then quarantine. So these kids are killing it. Continuous babble about Christmas lists and every detail of video games My son has this bored energy and he refuses to go outside and release it like he's supposed to and like he's encouraged to. So he just stands there in front of your face, bouncing around, talking while dancing or looking up and spinning around. Like it's just, it's a whole thing and it's, it will drive you bonkers. (sighs) So you get enough of this and, and I, I snapped, I snapped and then I, course I felt guilty. My daughter's room, as I mentioned earlier, I flipping went nuclear. Like I was struggling internally. That's what it was, is I was mentally struggling. And then on top of that, whatever it was they were doing was just nails on a chalkboard and it was just layering and layering. And then when I saw the depths of which her room had deteriorated from the last time I had gone in there and spent hours at an entire day, actually, I've done that about 10 times, organizing her room with her, showing her how to separate and organize things. The whole thing with her room is she just has too much stuff. It is not her fault. I can say that. She is just spoiled. And her brother likes to get rid of his stuff. He He's done with something. Boom, it's gone. Mama want to donate this. Awesome. Her, she holds on to everything. And then she'll take sometimes what he gets rid of. So anyway, she just has too much. And I can't expect her to keep all that organized. And I told her this. And I said, honey... You just have too much and you're going to have to let some things go. And of course, you know, this did not sit well with her and we cried and we cried. But in that moment, it came out more of a, you got to get rid of this crap. (laughs) Oh, I can't do this. She has all these nice things that are just thrown at the bottom of a bucket somewhere. And it's like, what is this doing in here? I digress per usual. So that was a, that was a whole thing. So at some point in the day, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be available so that I'm not feeling interrupted. Therefore, I don't snap at anybody. But then not doing anything also made me feel guilty. And then the thought of, well, other moms are, are probably dealing with their kids and getting stuff done. And why can't, what's wrong with me? Why can't I handle this? Why is my brain like 
alert, alert, danger, too much stuff going on and completely melting, just liquefying inside my skull. I don't understand. And so that makes me feel guilty too. And so I'm just sitting there, just getting frustrated. And I'm like, well, let me let me watch something at least. I turn on the TV. I realize, hey, there's nothing I'm interested in that I can watch around these kids because they don't make anything anymore that doesn't contain language or lovemaking or whatever. It's just, it's hard to find anything I can watch around them that I haven't already seen. I've pretty much exhausted all those options. So I just kind of sat there in a in paralysis waiting for the day to be over. <laughs> oh, but that luckily that was one day. Gosh, you know, I just sat there and I just thought, kept thinking about it, thinking about it and just berating myself like, how could you treat them like that? And I just was feeling so, so bad about how I handled it, how I apologized to both of them and tried to just tried to lay out my heart and say, you know, today was really tough for mommy and I didn't know how to deal with it and I didn't handle it in the best way that I should have. And I'm really, really sorry about that. And I don't know, I, you know, I'm hoping that in doing that, those kind of just have just being honest with my kids and letting them know I'm human. I'm hoping that they forgive me. I'm hoping that really what I'm hoping is that it teaches them that they can be honest with people in their lives because it's something so simple, but I think that a lot of people don't. It's so simple that people overlook that step of just being, just getting to the basics and being like, I am, I'm just, I'm struggling. And it comes out as I'm mad or I'm crying or whatever it is you do when you're, when you're frustrated and overwhelmed and mad, but (sighs) it was a tough day, but the next day was miles, miles above. So we live and we learn. But something that I just know about myself is that I need my children to be away for myself to chill because I want to give everything a million percent. And when I feel like I'm not giving everything I'm doing that much focus, I get really confused. That makes me really irritable and it everything just tanks from there. I think it's okay for us to realize as parents sometimes that you can love your children but need them to be away from you in order to concentrate. For me, that's something like I literally have to work at giving my permission on that, like giving myself permission to feel that and to admit that. It's just, I don't know what it is about about parenting, but it's just 24-7 guilt for the rest of your life because you know you're always doing something wrong and messing somebody up. <laughs> Do you remember like the first time your child said something kind of smart-assy? <laughs> it was like, oh, how cute is that? <laughs> you hear what she said? Or, oh my gosh, look how he's looking at you. That's so funny. It's just so oh, sarcastic and... <laughs> Well, we have reached a point where my children are still young and it's cute sometimes when they say things that I say and do things that I do back to me. Sometimes it's cute. We're quickly getting over it, starting to fast track our way to the point that it's just infuriating for them to be just like me, (laughs) to me. I don't need, I know I'm not interested in that at all. You ask him a question and you get this dialogue 
before he answers. He like goes through like a, a gesture and it's something smart ass. So, uh, let me see. Um, and he strokes his chin and it's like, okay, easy. And he's throwing a lot of whatever out there. <laughs> My daughter, she's super sarcastic, mostly just with her brother right now, but he'll st- he'll say anything or do anything. And she's quick with, well, let me guess. <laughs> oh, and I know it's all my fault. This has been their model of how to communicate with people. I've been out of the job force too long and all of my sarcasm is hanging out there for everyone to see. And now my kids have caught it. And they are throwing it like orangutan poo. It's just going everywhere. To each other, to me, out the window, to the wall. (sighs) It's all my fault. What did I do to my phone? Oh my God, I did something to my phone and I don't know how to undo it. Why did everything get super small? What the crap? I have touched on anxiety and depression in previous episodes, and I don't want to make that the spotlight of who I am, but it is definitely present, and I am definitely a big believer and proponent of removing the stigma from that because there's so much shame in it, and people are not going to be able to grow and heal and get better with what they're dealing with if they are stuck in a shame cycle. Oh, listen to me getting all Brene Brown here. But it's true. It is so true. We have to remove that stigma. Mental health has been so overlooked for so long. It's definitely getting more in the light and we're looking at it more and we're taking it more seriously as a society, which I think is wonderful. But on a personal level with anybody who deals with anything, whether it be ADHD, anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, any of the Ds, anything going on, there's a level of shame because you're like, why can't I be normal? Why can't I be like everybody else why is this hard for me and it's not hard for them something's wrong with me but it's something that I deal with and that millions of people deal with and so I definitely want that to be part of what people know about me because the more they know the less I allow myself to feel shame about it it kind of takes the power out of it to me. And it's like, yeah, everybody knows this about me. It's fine. And you know what? And I want people to know it because when I'm sitting there and I'm trying to uh, mentally go th- go over something in my head, like I'm having an episode, I need somebody to know this is what she's dealing with. They're not looking at me like, what's wrong? Because if you talk to me while I'm mentally ruminating and trying to figure out, like get whatever control I need in the moment, it throws me completely off kilter. And I, I have to recover and then do the mental rumination I was doing before I can feel better. So the more somebody actually knows and is able to recognize this is what she's doing, the better it actually works out for everybody. So I don't know. It's funny when I talk to new people, like my kids will want to FaceTime or do something with so, like one of their friends. And so I have to get in touch with their mom. And it, it's interesting when you like talk to another mom for the first time, because you're kind of, you're setting like a tone and like a feel, or at least maybe, maybe not, maybe I'm just thinking <laughs> too much about it. But to me, it seems like you're kind of setting a tone, like you're letting them know what kind of mom you are. Because, I mean, you can usually tell right off the bat. (laughs) Sometimes I'll write something and I'll back it up because I'm like, well, I don't know if we're ready for this. We're not quite there yet in our brand new relationship to to, uh, insert that joke or whatever. So 
something I've noticed, and I, I'm sure you've noticed too, if, if you follow any of the social media moms, especially like the the most popular ones, they are all dealing with anxiety and depression, and they are all laying it out there. And I think that is fan-freaking-tastic because we have to, it, it's back to dropping that stigma. Like we have to let other moms know, it's cool, I get it, I do it too, or maybe I don't do that, here's what I do. You think you got problems? I got problems. You know, it's just opening up and being like, oh, okay. It's that relief of knowing you're screwed up too. Awesome. (laughs) But on the other hand, it's really actually kind of heartbreaking and sad because it just seems like everybody is suffering from anxiety and depression and all these things. And it feels like it's everybody. And then I wonder where was this when I was growing up, I didn't hear about any of this. Granted, I didn't run in any mom circles when I was eight. And we didn't pay as much attention, I think, as a society to how we felt. We just thought we were weird and self-medicated and went on, I guess, is what they did. I don't know. It really seems like a new kind of tide is turning with this. Like we are recognizing it and we're talking about it. And I think that that is so, that's the healthy way to do it. I'm in support of anybody who is in the trenches and going through that battle. I I see you. I hear you. I feel you. We just have to be there for each other. So, and if you're one of the lucky ones just rolling through life and your brain is just keeping up and, and, and just as fit as can be, well, good for you. But I'm going to tell you something. A lot of your friends are not, and you need to check on them and It's not a bad idea to open up that conversation. So that's my two cents on that today. Speaking of social media moms, social media baffles me. I don't understand it. I can get on there and I can do like a basic status update. And I kind of felt hot to trot when I learned how to do a story. I'm like, hi. I can do that. But when it comes to getting fancy, I just don't understand social media. Like how to post and link and do cool interactive stuff, especially like to the Sweated Mess Facebook and Instagram pages. I'm trying to like kind of duplicate what I see other people doing. And I'm like, how do they do that? And I'm Googling just all day, every day. Like what, how did they put that link? How do I get a, get one of those giffy things of myself like I see some people get like have themselves as like doing the the raise the roof or something how do I get that I and I just don't know according to TikTok I'm a boomer which you know is just like these young people to say because anybody over 35 cannot be a boomer because our parents were not in World War II okay if anything our grandparents or great-grandparents were in World War II (sighs) Know what a boomer is before you start throwing shade. I mean, it is kind of a catchy little, <laughs> you're old and don't understand social media, like nice grouping term, I guess. But anyway, I'm a boomer. That's fine. That's fine. So I say this to say, if you see things uh, on the, <laughs> the Sweated Mess Facebook or Instagram page, that is totally wrong. I used the wrong way. I forgot to put something I should have or that other pages but (laughs) I'm formally requesting 
go ahead and give me the pity grace and say bless her heart because I am trying my best. You don't know how many Google searches I've done just on social media. (laughs) All right, let's get into a segment because we haven't done one of those yet today. And I am going to choose things I feel guilty about. All right. Never, (laughs) I'm never at a loss for things that I feel guilty about. So every night we run through the routine, put your pajamas on, brush your teeth, do all this every morning, get dressed, get out of your pajamas. You know, we're, we're big on changing our clothes, right? I'm not personally, but for my children, I'm big on teaching them to change their clothes. And that's what I feel guilty about because I'm sitting there. I'm like, did you change your clothes yet? And I'm waiting for the day. And then he goes, did you? Because <laughs> I'm sitting there saying, asking him this question. And I'm just thinking, I've had this on since Monday and it's Thursday. <laughs> I feel guilty about that. So let me clarify. I am feeling guilty that I'm contradicting myself to my son I am not feeling guilty that I've been in the same clothes for three days. Just so we're clear. Okay, good. All right. So if you have something you are feeling guilty about, I would love to hear it. Let us know. You can email us at thisweddedmesspodcast at yahoo.com. That is going to do it for today. That was episode three. I think it went rather well. I hope you loved it. If you do love it, leave a review and five stars with some kind words would be so awesome and appreciated. You can join us on social media as well. Don't forget Facebook and Instagram. Love to know who is listening and knows that that we exist. That'd be super cool. I'm here just talking to myself, basically. So if I know anybody else is listening, encouraging so okay everybody have a great week we will see you next week take care enjoy the weather and all that good stuff